Hello, you wonderful woman. Welcome to the Love is Coming podcast. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, one of the UK's most successful love coaches, according to the Times Magazine, and author of the book, Love is Coming. It's my mission through this podcast to help single women, specifically female leaders, get powerful, soul-expanding relationships that revolutionize your growth, impact, and happiness during your time on planet Earth. Let's get straight to it. Hello, welcome back. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It feels particularly raw and vulnerable for me. Um, And it's also in full transparency, my way of holding myself accountable and owning my shit, which always really works for me when I do it in a bit of a public way. So I hope you'll find it useful. I'm sure you will, but it also will be really useful for me. So I felt really called to do it for two reasons so my personal reason for wanting to do this podcast talking about my upcoming wedding is because my wedding's been cancelled twice uh due to covid thank you very much for that um it is definitely happening this year come hell or high water um and it's interesting that i really feel like actually so grateful that it was cancelled twice because my fiance Joe and I are in such different places in ourselves, in our lives, in our relationship than we were back in 2020. Um, We've grown a lot. Um, You may have listened to my recent podcast episode about us going to do ayahuasca. We did that in February on my birthday, actually, my birthday weekend in Costa Rica. And that was extremely, extremely transformational for us individually and for us um, together as well. So it's definitely affected and impacted and influenced the way I'm showing up to this wedding experience and realizing, you know, I can get really bogged down with all the things you have to do. And actually, I I have to keep reminding myself, like, what is this about? This is a commitment. This is a very deep, potent expression of love. And, And I want to show up for it in a joyful way not in a batshit crazy, got to get everything done, neurotic way, which is kind of my default. So the other reason I wanted to talk about this subject is I think that, not I think, I know from the many, many messages I receive in my DMs or um, emails, there can be such a, a sort of us versus them mentality around people who are in couples and people who are single in fact I've got a whole chapter talking about this in my book love is coming I get the the thing that I get most messages about actually is the chapter in it's in the heel section so the first section of the book and it's a a chapter called thunder stealer um and I talk about you know being a bridesmaid um or being the only single one in a girl group or you know even when you're going to a wedding um something that I know a lot of people can find really challenging. And I don't think that that polarity serves us when we think of, you know, separating ourselves purely based on whether or not we're in a relationship. And I think it's really sad that society puts so much pressure on, particularly on women, um, to feel like they should be in a relationship by a certain point in their life, which is just such a load of shit. And I always wanna be clear with my work that yes, whilst I do help women 
transform their love lives. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have a healthy, great relationship. It's a really great thing to have. But it's, all you know, I always, always preface that by saying you have got to learn how to be happy and healthy on your own first if you ever want to have a hope in hell of having a healthy relationship. And also we there are seasons, you know, and there are people who got married in their mid-20s thinking that was for the rest of their life and then they find themselves separated or divorced and going through their 50s solo and actually having a wonderful time like we are not stuck in the dark ages it's 2022 for god's sake or at least it's time of listening uh recording this sorry and um you know it's just such a narrow perspective to think that couples everyone in a relationship is better off or happier than someone who isn't in fact, the opposite can absolutely be the case many times. So let's stop with that shit. So anyway, I, this this episode, I'm very much sort of prepared and designed it to be useful, whether or not you're single or in a relationship or whether or not you're planning a wedding. <laughs> let's see how it goes. Tall order. We'll see. So it's going to resonate for you, particularly if you're feeling triggered around the impending nuptials of a friend or you've been planning your wedding since you were a little girl. So again, regardless of whether you're in a relationship or not, I think many of us can relate to that. Or the idea of getting married terrifies you. Again, doesn't matter whether you're in a relationship or not, that idea of the public declaration and commitment, especially when we know the, I can't say that word, statistically, isn't it something like 50% of marriages end in divorces nowadays something like that it's pretty pretty shocking so in this episode I'm going to share six surprising similarities between dating and planning a wedding (laughs) I'm going to share why you don't need a partner to get married and how to joyfully date or plan a wedding so I hope you've uh, you you hear there that it is really trying to be inclusive of wherever you are at in your life Hopefully this is going to be able to resonate, at least in part. So let's dive straight in. So the six surprising similarities, a lot of siblings there, isn't there, between dating and planning a wedding. I think the first is probably really obvious. Overwhelm and stress, Um, particularly modern dating. You know, I get so many women message me or women that I coach who the idea of online dating stresses them out so much. It's like, they're just like, oh, it's another bloody thing to add to the to-do list. I just don't want to sit like of an evening and just be swiping. Or you get the other women at the other end of the spectrum who were like, I can't fucking stop swiping. Um, and the stress that can come with the fact that it's so vulnerable, you know, it's like shopping for a partner or being, you know, feeling like you are in the bloody window display at Harrods or maybe Primark or whatever, wherever you feel you would be in a window display and someone is just swiping for you. Like it's so transactional and the stress that can create in terms of feeling rejected, um, overlooked or whatever it is that you, you know, essentially so much of online dating, not all because there are some brilliant apps out there that really have tried to counteract this, but with the, with the mainly popular ones, it's based on initially photo how you look or at least you know the perception of how you look which can be obviously in in the modern age with all the apps and shizzle we can sort of doctor that so much anyway so then there's the like fear of oh crap when I'm going to actually show up in real life I don't look anything like those pictures um so the overwhelm and stress and of course when you're planning a wedding 
there is so much of that. There is so much of that stress and so many things like, you know, it feels like a game of whack-a-mole just when you, you get rid of one thing, then like three more things pop up that you have to do. And there are moments we think, why are we doing this? Why didn't we just elope? <laughs> We've asked ourselves that a few times, um, a fair few times, but I want to come back to what I said at the beginning of this episode. If you are listening and are in a similar position right now, planning your wedding, remembering what it is actually about. It is a celebration of your love. That is it. And by the way, if you really, really want to be married and you're not yet, remember that we can celebrate our love. Like this says, this sounds a really basic bit, but it's so good to be reminded you know, we don't need to have a fucking ring on our fingers to experience love and certainly to celebrate love. We get to choose how we do that every single moment of every day. And we doesn't even have to limit ourselves to uh, romantic love. I spend most of my days, me and my dog, <laughs> like that's it. And I just experienced so much love and moments of joy and yes, frustration, but mainly good things with him. And I, what I'm trying to do is this sounds so weird, but I didn't even know I was going to say this, but I'm trying to be more conscious so that when I do that, I like really connect into the experience of feeling loved and loving and having fun in such a innocent, sweet, healthy way. You know, we don't need to put these huge lofty goals like I've got to have the ring and I've got to have the dream house and I've got to have this and I've got to have that uh in fact I, what I really want to share here is my friend Jess who we were doing the ayahuasca retreat with this was so brilliant she got shown uh like a picture of this like when she was in the ayahuasca she got shown a vision of this like beautiful massive mansion she was like oh oh wow I wonder if I'm gonna live there that's so amazing and then the, and then it like the vision started zooming in she was getting closer and closer to the house and then she saw that it was all made of fruit the whole house was made of fruit and it's just like god ayahuasca is so genius isn't it because really the point of that is like it, you haven't I mean in Costa Rica you can't bloody swing a cat there's some amazing fruit tree like there's just fruit everywhere it's such an abundant place for nature and it's like you know she lives there so it's like you already have everything you could possibly want like really what makes you happy you actually do have that these things that we think are going to make us so happy and feel so free or powerful you know actually we can cultivate those the experience of that feeling in the most simple way, most of the time for free. You want to feel rich and wealthy and abundant? Like, honestly, for me, I can just go outside and like walk my dog in the fresh air, particularly on a sunny day like it is today, and just look up at the trees and look at the, at the blue sky. And, you know, wow, what an abundance of beautiful nature. Uh, if you are in a city, like for me, it would be like going, just going to a little coffee shop and getting myself a coffee and reading a magazine or a book for half an hour like that feels like the most simple luxury but because our lives are so busy now you know I I don't often take the time to do that but when I do I really savor it like we don't need it doesn't need to be the big things it's always the little things that make us feel good okay so moving on to the next surprising similarity between dating and planning a wedding kind of a little bit touched on this anxiety the anxiety that comes with the overwhelm and stress of, of all the different things that we have to do and not being able to 
like how, how's it going to show like how's it going to turn out and what if it goes wrong and just you know the the absolute stream of things that run through our mind um it can be so debilitating and what I'm trying to remember while I'm planning the wedding at the moment is be in the day <laughs> so simple be in the day can you just do one thing today that moves the needle my issue is that, and, and I think a lot of people will relate with dating apps, is like, if you if you wanted, you know, to be interactive, for example, in a dating app, you could just, but you're, you're stressed about all oh, the effort and the time. It's like, go on, set a timer, do two minutes. See if you've got a message. If you do respond, if you don't, don't worry, maybe do a few swat, like whatever. Stop giving it the, like the obsessive attention and making it this huge deal. Because it's that making of it as such a big deal going into the huge anxiety around that that creates the stress and creates the problem just keep it simple keep it simple do one thing a day or or just set your timer whatever you need to do keep it simple stop panicking and and future tripping about what's going to happen tomorrow is the guy going to text you back blah 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 whatever it is what what else is going to go wrong what my thing what have i forgotten i bet i've forgotten i've forgotten something can you just trust and relax it would all be fine. It always is. No one will fucking know. Like it's it's all good. Just stop fr freaking out about it. Just relax, relax, relax. Like honestly, I have that word written on a post-it note in front of my desk. Massive capsules. Relax. Maybe set that as an alarm on your phone. Next thing, people pleasing. Of course, this is inevitable with dating. Uh, it's so easy to go on a date and to feel like we've got to put our best foot forward and it's like being on an audition or being interviewed for the role of girlfriend or boyfriend and I absolutely experienced that in the wedding like the people pleasing oh, oh don't want to offend Aunt Mildred I haven't got an aunt called Mildred but you get the idea like oh god wh where are we going to put them in the seating panel or what, what a, a guest list fucking guest list bloody hell the stress of that the drama I created for myself what if, oh God, if I don't invite them, I'm going to really upset them and, uh, you know, making this huge, huge, huge drama. Um, and then there's, the, oh, what, what if they don't think that this food is good enough or what, you know, there's li literally every decision around a wedding can be linked to people pleasing, certainly in my experience. And yeah, on data, with dating, we can become way too, well, in, with both of them, we can become way too fixated on what the other person or other people may or may not think, of which we have zero fucking control over. So we may as well just bring the focus back to our experience and not just the end goal, the wedding day itself, but like the process of getting there. Can we enjoy the journey to the wedding day? Because there'll be a day where I'll look back and I'll be really sad that I just was so stressed all the time. It's like, how lucky are you that you're getting to plan your wedding to a wonderful man like that's something to be celebrated stop whinging <laughs> stop focusing on what could go wrong and, and who, who would think what and all of that and just enjoy the journey same with dating can you enjoy the process of dating and getting to sit opposite this human being who you may never meet again but you're going to have an experience with can you bring your curiosity instead of your control freakery you know how can you show up to this with with more lightness more playfulness more good humor and relax. Again, come back to that word. Next will be rejection and disappointment. Um, I think that's pretty obvious with dating. The guy not liking us or ghosting us or it being an awkward date and really disappointing rubbish date. Um, 
when it comes to wedding planning, I think a lot of disappointment can be around the finances and realizing how much you can actually afford. Um, it can also be around how some friends or family show up or don't show up in the experience. Every single person I've ever met has experienced that themselves, uh, as in whoever who's got married. There's all it, weddings bring up your shit just as dating does. Um, and we can feel we can turn that into feelings of rejected being rejected and I know listen I've been bridesmaid when I shortly after I've been dumped and that was really really challenging and it was nothing to do like what I was struggling with was nothing to do with the bride I did the best I could do but it was it was hard and that's something I've been really trying to remember as I've been planning my wedding is that everyone's got their own stuff going on and even though this is a massive deal to me and I know my friends you know they'll be there for me and especially on the day but like it's not as important to other people as it is to you and that can be quite a bit of pill to swallow sometimes it can be really hard and so appreciate the people who are showing up and putting themselves out there and stop focusing on the ones who aren't and and that can be really challenging because you can feel like you're owed or I would do this for them or whatever it is they are where they are you are where you are just make the best with what is working comparison so with dating, that can be manifest as comparing ourselves to the person we're dating's ex and going on a whole social media stalk fest. Um, it can be even comparing yourself now to the version of you a few years ago. Maybe you put on some weight after COVID or, you know, maybe you're just not feeling as good in yourself. Maybe you're comparing the other person that you're on a date with to your ex. Comparison can show up in all sorts of ways. And again, this is about avoiding the reality of this moment and accepting what is in this moment and whenever we're in comparison we feel shit <laughs> I have never sat comparing myself and felt good or comparing another person and felt good it's it's sep it separates us it disconnects us from our soul and with comparison in terms of weddings uh, I I've been on I've been to many many weddings over the years some of my friends who got married had much bigger wedding budgets than me and this can sound so superficial but this is the shit that comes up and you can think oh no they're not going to think this wine is good enough and you know it, it comes in with the people pleasing but then you can really beat yourself up and think that your wedding isn't as good and it's like your wedding is a completely separate entity in the same way as one relationship or one date is a completely different entity and experience from another one you know you, be where you are and appreciate the unique journey that you are on with that person you're on a date with planning your wedding with your partner is a completely different thing to someone else's and the only thing that I think the thing that really helps me with comparison is like it's such a waste of time because no one can be me and I can't be anyone else so what the fuck is the point in comparing myself much better to just invest in being the best me and show up for the way that we are going to do our wedding in our really unique way that no one else could do regardless of how much money they did or didn't have to spend on it. It's not about that. It's, I think that the best weddings are always really representative of the energy of the couple. And that's not actually about money. Yes, you can spend money on things, but there's so much that you can do totally for free. So if anyone's listening to this, planning a wedding at the moment, I really hope you heard that. Don't compare yourself to that wedding you went to where they had like a, you know, one million pound budget, whatever the fuck it was. Just let go of that. And and don't try and copy what other people do. You can be inspired by it, but 
trust your own creativity and do what feels true to you and your partner. When it comes to dating, again, can you just be present in the moment with this experience, whether you're chatting to someone on, on an app, whether you meet someone in a bar, whether you are um, whether you're on a blind date, whatever it is, can you just let go of who this person is better or not as good as or comparing yourself to a past version of yourself? Let that go, be in the moment. So, hold on, what is this other one? Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so, uh, the last surprising similarity between dating and planning a wedding. You need to want this thing with all of you. Otherwise, you're going to sabotage it. So what I mean by this, and I see this all the time with the women I coach, you say you, or, or you know, women on in my DMs, you say you want this amazing relationship. However, you are you keep going for guys who treat you like shit or emotionally unavailable um, or you flake out and don't turn up for your dates or cancel last minute uh, or you refuse to do any deep healing work around your love life and so break those patterns and step into a new story when it comes to our wedding and I you may or may not experience things similar I found a lot of resistance to planning it for all sorts of reasons. One, you know, the COVID thing definitely bummed me out and made it a bit of sort of clunky, to say the least. Um, but aside from that, my own fear of commitment and I, you know, I put it all down. Oh, I'm just I'm really overwhelmed by the wedding and how much there is to do. I do a lot of stuff in my business and in my work. So that actually didn't really hold up. I'm like, really had to ask myself, what is really going on here? Why is there resistance? What is going on? Actually, we can be, usually it's that we are more afraid of that thing working out because we don't know what that looks like. You know, I know Joe is the person I want to marry and I am really excited to marry him. But along with that comes the fear of commitment of, oh my God, I'm going to be a wife. Oh my God, it's going to be really, what, what if I want to leave? You know, that's the, the avoidant and the commitment phobe in me. I'm going to be legally bound to this man for the rest of my life unless we get divorced and I don't want to do that. And so it's bringing up all of that. And when that deeper, if that deeper fear and issue is not under, is not um, addressed, then we will find we will avoid, we will sabotage, we won't deal with it. The main work I do with women in their love lives is, is not even, people think it's about the attracting of the partner, but really it's about the healing. It's about releasing the blocks that you have because when you release them, you are in a centered, grounded, calm state. Your nervous system is calmed the fuck down. You will naturally attract frequencies, people, situations, opportunities that mirror that energetic state. So it's not so much about becoming more attractive it's about releasing the blocks that are fucking with your vibe <laughs> essentially and so the only way to do that is to get re is to do the deep work and get honest with ourselves like what am I really afraid of what am I really afraid of I'm not really afraid of hard work of planning a wedding I prove to myself that I can do hard work I'm afraid of the commitment I'm afraid of standing in front of all my friends and family and just, you know, the nerves that that can bring up, like this is, this is like no turning back, you know, 
this is coming from someone who's written two bloody books like the last one being about this relationship like I am committed but it's really natural to to feel resistance got to move through it and got to to be in this is what we talk about when we're about being in full alignment alignment means that we all the different various parts of us mind body and soul are all in alignment that we are congruent every part of us wants that thing but we can't bust through that and we can't we can't have all of us want that thing until we realize oh there's a part of me that doesn't but that part is the fear voice and it needs to be heard but it doesn't need to run the show because actually the part of me that does want this is stronger than that fear Okay, so moving on to the next little segment, why you don't need a partner to get married. So I have learned a lot about wedding ceremonies and marriages um, and marriage, sorry, when I trained as a wedding celebrant. So I'm actually marrying a client of mine the week before our wedding. It's interesting timing, which, you know what, I have to really trust that timing because even though I was like, oh, it's going to be really logistically stressful. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't have to be. You know, I know it's coming. I can plan everything around that. And actually, how powerful is that? I actually feel quite emotionally saying that, emotional saying this, but that I feel that that was meant to be because I am going to be supporting and ushering in a couple into this new chapter of their life the week before I go through it myself. And so it's, it just feels like such a beautiful honor. So as I've already mentioned, a wedding is a ceremony actually no I haven't mentioned this wedding this is what I learned I didn't know this wedding is a ceremony and a public commitment to another whereas a marriage is a lifelong I don't like this word institution no wonder I have resistance uh, that starts after the wedding uh, a wedding is legally binding if it is a um, in, in the UK it's interesting I think it's like it's it's not people that make uh like it's not like being ordained or whatever that makes the wedding legal it's where you do it it has to be a place whereas I feel like that's different in America and that's purely based on the fact that Joey from Friends gets ordained on the internet and then marries Ross and Rachel so anyway um when it comes to weddings and dating as we've already talked about a lot of it can be so focused on how things look over how they feel so whether like on a really obvious superficial thing in the way that we've said like you know dating apps look based on pictures but it can also be like how does the relationship when you're at that point of relationship how does it appear to the outside eye this can be a relationship that you've been married for a decade like it doesn't matter but weddings definitely you know it can be so much about what it looks like to other people and I'm really 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 trying to make our wedding so much about how it feels how does the experience feel not just for joe and i for our friends and family for our guests like i want them to have their own really profound experience of love you know um not just witnessing me and joe loving each other but actually loving within within themselves whatever that might look like so remember that this is about commitment this is about commitment so people used to get married because they thought that they would be more successful slash safer together when apart so often it was political um 
And that, you know, in today's world, there still are arranged marriages. And I've actually had a lot of very positive things said about arranged marriages. I even know a few people in them. Um, and I think that, you know, we can get really uppity and think, oh, it's so wrong. And it's like, well, who's to say? There might be people who are in arranged marriage, which is a hell of a lot healthy and has more love in it over time than, than a not arranged marriage. You know, different cultures do things differently. But what if we turned this on its head and committed to the only true lifelong relationship we will ever be in? Because the only lifelong relationship we can guarantee we will be on, we will be in is the one that we have with ourselves. So, you know, I really made that commitment to myself the first time way back in, gosh, beginning of 2011, when I started on the sort of healing self-development journey. I started working on that relationship with myself. I definitely deepened it when I did ayahuasca recently. And for me, the sort of flavor of that was around mothering myself. Um, and I believe that if we could each take ownership of our relationship with ourselves, learn to love ourselves, respect ourselves, soothe ourselves, forgive ourselves when we fuck up, which we will because we're human, the world would be a very different place it really would be a very different place. And so I do little ceremonies for myself every day. You know, I, and for me, I've like, I have a morning practice and I honestly, I make this last like two hours. <laughs> I love eking it out. And I have my little various oils that I bring in. I sing, I meditate, I journal. It's such a beautiful, it's such beautiful me time. And I prioritize myself every day. And that is a ceremony of sorts. You can also do, you can do a proper ceremony. You know, I've known friends who have gone through breakups and they do a closing ceremony. Um, you can just do a ceremony for yourself with friends or on your own as like a, I commit to my relationship with me. There's all sorts of things you can do depending on how wacky and open-minded you are. But regardless of whether you're going to kind of go onto that journey I think you know we can all agree that our relationships with ourselves set the foundation for every single relationship that we will have going forwards so we may as well make it a good one it's also about this helps us take the pressure off that need to find the one the one who's going to complete us you know that reminds me of that um line in Jerry Maguire you complete me I thought that's the most unhelpful thing that could have ever been uttered in a film um it's it's not true no one else completes us we complete us you will never have a healthy relationship until you really fully get that be the one for yourself be the one for yourself take the pressure off your romantic relationship or relationships or dating and realize that you don't need anyone. You've got you, you've got your back. You can support yourself. You can even romance, romance yourself, romance, romance, whatever. You get the idea. Like I love cooking. I used to hate cooking. And now I'm like, this is your chance to have a dinner is a ceremony of sorts as well. Romance yourself. I put on some lovely jazz and I, you know, light a candle and I, and I really savor and enjoy the process of cooking for myself instead of being like, oh, what's the point? It's just for me. It's like, yeah. And you fucking deserve a gorgeous meal. Take the time. Why the fuck should anyone else, if you're not willing to? So 
if what I've shared so far has resonated and you have not yet checked out my free audio training program, The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate, please do check it out in this episode's show notes because everything I'm talking about here in terms of your relationship with you, I go into deeper and there's some practical exercises that I walk you through as well in that uh, audio training. It really is powerful. So again, the link is in the show notes, the fastest way to meet your soulmate. And one of the key tenants really is about how you connect with your own soul, how you show up for yourself, how you romance yourself, how you love yourself, how you respect yourself. You don't need a partner to get married if you are in a marriage of yourself and it's not a legally binding one. Well, arguably, I guess you could say it is, but let's not go down that path. But it is a lifelong relationship with yourself. So make it a good one. Okay, finally, how to joyfully date or plan a wedding. So I've said this word already. I'm going to say it again. Relax. Relax. It's only as stressful as you allow it to be. I am saying this to myself as I'm readying myself to do some more wedding admin, wedmen, if you will, um, today. I can really enjoy it or I can be like, oh, God, yes, more, yet more fucking work to do. I can choose to embrace it and I can choose to enjoy it and just stop getting in such a tiz. So that is absolutely how I want to show up. So in same as dating, I've said this already, like you get to write the narrative for this experience. You know, like I look back now at my friends who are dating and I'm like, God, I'm so jealous. Not because I don't want to be with Joe, but I'm like, you, you know, what? how much fun is that? You don't know what's going to happen. Like you can choose to go, I don't know what's going to happen. Or you can go, oh, I don't know what's going to happen or how it's going to happen. How magical is that? It is your choice what the narrative is. So relax and enjoy it. Seriously, what do you need to do to get into the energy of enjoying it and relaxing around it? instead of creating the stress and the drama. So decide to make the whole experience and journey a celebration. It is all of it. You know, every day in life is essentially a celebration. And if we can tap into that energy, it just makes all of the sort of the slog that life can sometimes feel. Can you just take moment to moment to celebrate? In fact, I'm going to do it right in this second. I have this little oil. I'm really into... Um, essential oils like I've dabbled in them but I'm like well into them after the ayahuasca because they use them and I've got this oh this neon one it's actually you're supposed to put it in the um the burner thing but I just just put it on my wrist and just breathe it in and just you know take a moment to tune into my senses um and it's just just a little lift just a little energetic lift so again I talked about this earlier but you know, we can put so much pressure on like the big things, the big things in our life, like, you know, becoming a millionaire or owning our own business or traveling the world. And all of these things are great. You know, whatever you desire, you can absolutely manifest. But you know what? Joy is not from those big things. Joy comes from the tiny little moments in your day to day. And for me, it's like, okay, I've got to do some wed wedmen. So, or I can change that Again, straight away, I can change the language. I choose to joyfully do some Wedman because I'm so tap into the great thing about it. How lucky am I? How grateful am I that I've got a wonderful man to plan a really exciting wedding to? Already, before I've even done anything, I feel different about it. I'm going to go make myself a nice cuppa or coffee. 
I'm going to just do one thing. I'm going to, I'm going to set my alarm for five minutes, do that one thing. And once you start, this is what um, Mel Robbins talks about a lot, who wrote the five second rule. She talks about, you know, starting really is the hardest part. So just don't take the pressure of yourself that you have to do all of it and just go, right, I'm going to get started. And then you will get most of the time, 80% of the time you will get into a flow with it. So make it joyful, change your language around it. And what are little rituals you can do using essential oils, making a cup of tea, like the most basic bitch things in the world, going for a walk for 10 minutes to just give yourself a little bit of mental space and a moment of joy. Keep it in the day slash date. This banishes overwhelm. Stop future tripping, stop panicking about all the things you have to do or what if he doesn't reply or blah, blah, blah. Just focus on today. <coughs> Excuse me, just have a little sip of my water. Keep it in the day. Finally, I don't know, last but not least, no, second to last. Yeah, that's what I mean. Listen for inner guidance around next steps. So this might be in your dating life. It might be like you feel called cool to go and read a book on dating. If so, mine's a good one. Love is coming. You can get it on Amazon. Nah, 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 nah. Talk to me. <laughs> on a serious note, I think you'll like it. But you also might want to go and, I don't know, decide you're going to try one dating app for a week. Or you're going to get off dating apps altogether for a month because they've been stressing you out. It doesn't matter. What is the next right step for you? Just close your eyes, put your hand on your heart. I always think for me, it works to put my right hand on my heart chakra, left hand on my solar plexus. And just say like, what is the next right step with me, for me in relation to whatever the topic in question is? And then I always will just get one little thing and don't second guess it. Okay, that's my next step. And then you go and do that. And, and you just keep, literally just keep doing that. That's all you have to do. Um, so finally, this is a big one, crucial one, get support, get support, whether you are dating or planning a wedding, like I really believe that we are not meant to, nor do we need to do these things on our own, get support from people who, who have got support to give and who want to support you. And there will of course be people who want to support you planning a wedding. People love that shit. And when it comes to your love life, you know, so much of the stress and pain comes from feeling alone. And you don't have to, you can choose to surround yourself with people on the same journey as you. And I have a great free Facebook community, if this feels like you, the look called the Love is Coming Lounge. Uh, it's mainly for readers of my book, but you don't have to have read the book to join. And there's women who are you know, trying to date in a healthy, conscious way and, and be joyful in the process. So if that resonates, I will link that Facebook group in the show notes for you as well. So my darlings, I hope that this has been interesting, helpful, insightful, regardless of where you are at in your relationship journey. As I've already mentioned, a great resource for you wherever you are at is my book, Love is Coming. It's divided into three parts, Heal, Attract and Commit. And I go much deeper into the ideas and topics that I've covered in today's episode. So I will link that in the show notes for you, plus the free audio training, The Fastest Way to Meet Your Soulmate and our free Facebook group community for you as well. So I hope this has been helpful. Please do come over and tell me on Instagram what has been the most 
insightful tip or tool or idea that I've shared. Big love. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope this episode served you and gave some practical insights and strategies around the next steps in transforming your love life from the inside out. Do come and let me know over on Instagram what resonated for you the most and why. I am at Persia Lawson. And if you want more tips and tools on how to become a vibrational match for the powerful, committed relationship that you deserve, check out my book, Love is Coming, as well as my programs and coaching containers over at persialawson.com. This website is also linked in this episode's show notes. And if you got value from this episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd like, subscribe, share, and or leave a quick review. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other women who want or need the support. And to have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. Until next time, I want you to remember that love is coming for you. But in the meantime, it's your responsibility to stop looking outside of yourself for the partner you want to get and start looking inside of yourself for the partner you want to be.